0: When booking with other vacation rental apps, sounds like this.
1: This place doesn't look like the pictures. Ah, is there a door behind all those spiders?
0: It's time to try one that sounds more like a vacation.
1: Ah, this is perfect. Relax, you booked a verbo.
2: Keeping up with the news every single day can be stressful. From the midterm
3: elections to cheating scandals that absolutely rock the world of chess, it's hard to
0: keep up. That's where What A Day comes in. We're a daily podcast hosted by Travel Anderson, Priyanka Arbindi, Josie Duffy Rice, and me, Juanita Tolliver. We break down the biggest news stories in a way that won't make you cry. We promise. New episodes
3: of What A Day drop every weekday at 5 a.m. Eastern. Listen and subscribe wherever
2: you get your podcasts.
3: Oh,
1: man, I've got a headache. Okay, Ryan, the lesson you learned today is that fruit punch is not a breakfast food.
2: Well, Katie, I just wanted to make sure you have your voting plan all set. Midterms are right around the corner. Can you hold on for one sec? Hi, Mom. Yeah, I called earlier to make sure you have your voting plan all set.
1: What in the whiskers is going on, Pam?
2: Can you hold on for one sec, mom? Right, perfect timing. We're doing an episode on the midterm elections today and I need your help.
1: Why are we doing an episode on the midterm elections if kids can't vote?
2: Um, a lot of the things that are voted upon affect our tenors. And while kids might not be able to vote, they can use their voices to make sure their grown-ups
1: do vote. Oh wow, you're right. We gotta dive in like it's a pool full of fruit punch.
2: I don't know about that, but yes, we gotta roll. I'm Pamela Kirkland. It's Wednesday, October 12th.
1: And I'm Ryan Willard. And this is the 10 News. 10,
2: 9,
1: 8, 7, 6,
2: 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. We have a whole bunch of news to share with you, 10 Here
1: are 10 things you need to know right now.
2: Monday, October 10th was Indigenous Peoples Day. It's a day to honor the cultures and histories of Indigenous Americans. To learn more, check out the resources offered by the National Museum of the American Indian. You can find the link in our show notes.
1: That's great! Some Pokemon news that makes me wish I held onto my cards. The world's largest Pokemon collection, which is held by an anonymous woman in the UK, is going up for auction. The collection has more than 20,000 items and is expected to be worth at least $340,000. Someone's got to catch them all. I just wish it could be me. In animal news, the race is on for bears to gain weight before winter. In a tournament called Fat Bear Week, members of the public vote on which Alaskan brown bear they think is the fattest. You can even watch the bears, who live in Alaska's Katmai National Park, on a live stream. Just check out our show notes.
2: Nice. On Saturday, October 8th, the only bridge linking Russia and the peninsula of Crimea was partially destroyed. This is a big deal, because Crimea was once part of Ukraine. But in 2014, Russia took over, claiming it was actually part of Russia. Putin blames Ukraine for the bridge explosion and called it an act of terrorism, Ukraine blamed Russian
1: forces.
2: (sighs) And in other news from Ukraine, activists from Ukraine, Russia, and Belarus have been awarded the Nobel Peace Prize. The prize honors those who fight for peace and human rights. And this year's winners brought attention to Russian war crimes, human rights abuses, and abuse of power. Good job!
1: In gaming news, 19-year-old chess grandmaster Hans Niemann has been accused of cheating at least 100 times in a new report from Chess.com. Niemann was banned from Chess.com, but he's still playing in-person chess tournaments.
0: Seriously?
1: And we have an update to our story on baseball player Aaron Judge. The Yankee star hit 62 home runs in the regular season, breaking the record of 61 held by another Yankee, Roger Maris.
2: High five. Elon Musk is definitely gonna buy Twitter. Maybe. It all depends on if the money comes through. $44 billion is a chunk of change so big that no one, not even a billionaire, can get it at an ATM. Musk's financing comes from several banks and other sources, and he'll have to have everything in order by the end of October to actually buy Twitter.
0: Whatever.
1: Down in Florida, residents are recovering from Hurricane Ian. Although the storm is over, the destructive effects are likely to last months or even years. The cost of the damage could be as much as $67 billion, making it one of the five costliest storms to hit the United States.
2: This is terrible. And farmers at the Great Pumpkin Farm outside of Buffalo, New York, are celebrating. They've just broken the U.S. record for heaviest pumpkin ever grown at 2,000. 528 pounds, the pumpkin weighs a little more than a full-grown rhinoceros. The world record is held by a farmer in Italy who grew a pumpkin that weighed 2,702 pounds.
0: Holy moly!
2: And that is the 10 things you need to know right now. Data
4: transfer complete.
2: The midterms are about a month away,
1: on Tuesday, November 8th. Maybe this is a silly question, but I've always wondered exactly what the midterms are.
2: That's actually a great question, Ryan. I know 10 News creator Tracy Leeds Kaplan is passionate about elections, so let's ask her.
1: Hey, Cap, can you come by the studio?
4: I'm here, I'm here. You know, Ryan... You're not the only one who doesn't know. I hit the streets to ask some kids what they thought the midterms were. Take a listen. What do you think the midterm elections are?
3: Uh, I don't really know, but I think that it's for, like, other stuff like the mayors. And there are a ton of ads on YouTube about this thing called Prop 26 and Prop 27. Hmm. Nia,
4: what do you think the midterm elections are? Um, I'm not sure. Naomi, do you know what the midterm elections are? Oh, I think sort I, of. I think I know.
0: I think I know. So halfway through, halfway through, two years into a presidency, um, we it. vote
3: for other things. Like, what's that like? Congress. What Congress and like? Wait, do you do you do anything about the closet? Whatever it's called.
4: Lucilia, what are the midterm elections?
2: Elections in the middle of the term.
1: (laughs) Nice. That was awesome. Glad it's not just me. But Cap, I still don't know what the midterms really are and why they're so important.
4: Well, I found the perfect person to talk about the midterms with. The VP of Politics at Crooked Media, Shaniqua McClendon. Hey, Tenors, we have a really, really great day today. We know that a lot of you are seeing ads, maybe when you're watching YouTube, about the midterm elections coming up. And so we, of course, brought in an expert to help break this down for us.
3: Yes. Hi, Tenors. That's such a an exciting term. Uh, my name is Shaniqua McClendon. I'm the Vice President of Politics at Crooked Media, um, and there, in that job, I develop um, Crooked Media's political engagement strategy, which determines, you know, what candidates we're going to support, what states we think are really important to get involved in, and what organizations we think are really important to to support.
4: And for those in our audience who don't have parents who walk around wearing Pod Save America t-shirts, can you explain
3: what Crooked Media is? Absolutely. Crooked Media is a media company that was started in 2017. It was started after uh, Donald Trump was elected. And pretty much our founders felt like the media was not doing a good job covering politics. And we were getting into the space where equal time was given to people who were telling the truth and then people who were not telling the truth. It started off as a show called Pod Save America, but has grown into a media company. And what they wanted to do was give people a way to actually get involved and change those bad things. And that's where my team comes in. And so that's the stuff that I manage over at Crooked. We're gonna jump into the
4: midterms today. So first to start us off, like what what are they? What are the midterm elections? Is it is it a
3: report card um for Congress? <laughs> um, I mean in some ways. Uh, but um, you know, I it's funny when I was looking at these questions, I'd never actually thought about the word midterm. It's just kind of it felt like jargon. And then I read the word and was like, Oh, it's like the middle of the president's term (laughs) when uh, the president, who has only been he's up until now, but when the president, um, you know, the president is not up for election during midterm elections. It's the middle of his uh, four-year term. Um, But the midterm elections are elections that take place actually throughout the country, up and down the ballot for a bunch of different positions. But typically what people are really focused on is Congress. And so about a third of the Senate um, is up because senators have six-year terms, and so a portion of the them are up. And in the House of Representatives, everyone is up for reelection because those terms are two years. And so uh, it kind of, um, I would say it is kind of a progress report for, um, for, for Congress because people get to show up and tell them whether they're doing a good job or not. But it's also, even though he's not on the ballot, uh, most of the time it's a report card for the president as well. So the president has had two years that he's been in office to kind of execute on the things that he thinks um, are important, the things he campaigned on. Uh, Congress is instrumental to doing that. And so voters will decide if he gets to have a Congress that will help him keep doing that or will change course because they maybe don't agree with the things that he's been doing
4: and historically how has this gone like what what do you think president biden should be should he be worried or should he be you know hanging out
3: in a couch relaxing um i think politicians should never hang out in a couch on a couch and relax because you never know what voters will do um i've been working in politics for over a decade now and that is one constant that voters are unpredictable um but traditionally um the party of the president does not do well in the midterm. So, you know, if history holds this election, Democrats uh, would expect not to do well and expect for Republicans to at least take over the House, possibly the Senate. But ever since Donald Trump has been elected, things have just been very, very different. There's been some special elections this year where Democrats have won, where, you know, people didn't think they were going to win. So history sometimes does not repeat itself. Um, And I think this might be one of the years that we see something different.
4: And just remind our tenors, like who's in charge right now across the House
3: um, and the Senate? Yes. uh, Very good question. So right now, Democrats are in charge um, of of most of the big things in Washington. So you have um, the the White House, where Joe Biden is president and he's part of the Democratic Party. And then uh, you have both chambers of Congress. And It's actually an even split. There's 50 Democrats and 50 Republicans. But because Joe Biden is president um, and his vice president, Kamala Harris, is the tiebreaker in Congress, that means uh that gives uh, Democrats uh one extra vote in the Senate to to give them control, so everything they vote on is is very close and uh Vice President Harris has often been a tiebreaker for a lot of those things and then in the House Democrats are also um can also also control the House, which is why Nancy Pelosi is the Speaker of the House there she's a Democrat so Democrats control both chambers and the White House right now, but those numbers are so close that it makes every vote um you know uh, that much more important, but also just unsure. You never know what's going to gonna happen until it happens.
4: Yeah, super, super close. I mean,
3: really down to just one or two seats can make all the difference. If you ever hear someone say their vote doesn't matter or voting doesn't matter, um, it does. And not voting plays just as big of a role as people who do show up to vote.
4: So um, I can't even imagine what election night is for you given that this is your job um, <laughs> to be tracking everything and and um I certainly always love to to watch at home um the the cable uh anchors going crazy with the maps and the numbers so so what does election night look like for you?
3: It's crazy, but it's it's fun. You know, you've spent an entire cycle supporting candidates and organizations to help them get what they need to be victorious. And then at that point on election night, there's literally nothing else you can do but wait for the results to come in. So that's what you do. And do you have a go to snack? You know, honestly, it has to basically just be something I can eat without looking because (laughs) I have to keep my eyes on everything that's going. So I'll keep my drink far away from me. So I have to be thoughtful about picking it up. But like goldfish or chips, just anything that I can just pick up quickly and just not pay attention to it.
4: That makes sense. It is not a time that you want to risk spilling anything on your computer at that point. (laughs) That's great. Well, it's been wonderful. Just um, a last thought, you know, for um, our audiences is, is 8 to 12-year-olds and their families. Like, you know, a lot of them are um, active and, and speaking up and looking for ways to volunteer. Um, what, what advice do you have for them um, who are interested in, in learning more about this year's midterms or just getting involved
3: in general? Yeah, um, I wouldn't be a good company woman if I didn't uh, plug Vote Save America. (laughs) But even if I didn't work at Crooked, I would um, encourage all of you to go to votesaveamerica.com. We have so much information there. If you were just looking for information about voting or about the elections that are happening, we have 50 state pages that actually have very detailed information Uh, about what you need to vote in those states, but we also have ways for you to get involved. And so you can go to those states and at the bottom of those pages are take action opportunities. And while you do have to be 18 to vote, you um, you don't have to be 18 to volunteer. And that is um, a way that I always encourage young people to get involved and make their voices heard, um, even though I think there are plenty of young people who actually know enough about what's going on to participate, um, by making sure that the adults who are old enough to participate do and let the, letting them know that, you know, their participation um, is what's going to make the difference in your future. But we have all of that on VoteSaveAmerica.com. You can um, find... Um, elections to get involved that are near you. Um, But for the young people, you can make phone calls, you can send text messages, you can knock on doors. And I can guarantee you, adults are always very surprised to see young folks involved. But um, I think it has an added impact on them and their decision to vote. If someone who can't even do that is telling them they should do it.
4: And we'll make sure to put that link in our show notes so that everybody can um, grab it and check it out. Well, thank you so much. This has been wonderful. And we'll be um, thinking about you eating some goldfish
3: crackers (laughs) on election night. Wonderful. Well, thank you for having me.
1: Wow. I didn't realize how just one or two seats in the Congress could change who's in charge and whether the Republicans or Democrats will have control of the government next year. Now I see why these elections are so important. Thank you, Tracy and Shaniqua.
2: So now you know how important the midterms are. But what can you, someone who's not old enough to vote, actually do about it?
1: Well, Pam, I was at a Q&A the other day and asked Bill Nye the science guy what advice he would give to kids that want to fight climate change but can't vote. He instantly responded, I'd say get your parents to vote, and then followed up with this. Recycle anything. You get the kids excited about recycling. And anybody can witness, they're just become insufferable. (laughs) (laughs) grown-ups will recycle. So get kids to make sure their parents recycle and have so-called plan your vote, plan their vote. I'm not kidding. That's the biggest thing.
2: The first thing you can talk to your grown-ups about is their voting plan. You can ask them, where and when are you voting? Are you mailing in your ballot or going to the polls? Can I come and watch? Life can get pretty hectic for grown-ups, so it's important to have a voting plan set. So what next?
1: Your voice and opinion matter. Almost every issue that is voted on will affect you, either right now or in the future. So ask yourself, what issues do I care about and how do I feel about them? Is it climate change? Gun safety? LGBTQ plus rights? Inflation? The war in Ukraine?
2: Whatever it may be, write down what you want on each issue and why it's important to you. Then do some research and find some facts to support what you believe, like the fact that wildfire season is getting longer due to climate change, and that Title IX makes it illegal for your school to discriminate against LGBTQ students. And remember, two news sources are always better than one. So double check your facts by checking a second source.
1: Once you know your issues and have some verified facts, sit down with your grown-ups and tell them what's important to you and why. It might not be easy at first. They might not want to hear it or they might disagree with you. This is why you came with facts to back up your thoughts and feelings on the issues.
2: And if it doesn't go your way, just be ready to try again and
1: again. And as we just heard from Shaniqua McClendon, you can volunteer to write letters or text voters, participate in phone banks, or help adults go door-to-door reminding people to vote.
2: Let's do this!
1: And Tenors, we want to hear what issues you care about in the 2022 midterms. Call 877-T-E-N-N-E-W-S or visit 10 slash contact and send us a message. Welcome to the, to the trivia, trivia room. Woo! I'm back, baby, and I'm ready to rock this trivia throne.
0: Well, hop on up there, Ryan, and get ready for today's trivia question. What is going on here? Trivia on the 10. There is a special desk in the US Senate chamber, desk 80. It's special because it's filled with something unusual. But what is desk 80 filled with? Is it A. Earplugs? B. Mouse traps? Or C candy? Tenors, did you guess it? Ryan, what's your answer?
1: I'm gonna guess mouse traps, because I think all politicians are afraid of mice. Uh,
0: we're gonna need to talk more about that, but the answer is C candy. Senator George Murphy was elected to the Senate in 1965 and had a habit of bringing candy and sharing it with other senators, Democrats and Republicans alike. Aww. He didn't win re-election, but his successors have filled that desk with candy ever since. Tenors, do you want to sit on the trivia throne and share your trivia knowledge? Visit 10 slash contact to get in touch, and we might have you on the show.
1: Hey, Pamela. Did you know members of Congress have their own private subway?
2: Yes, I do. I've actually been on it. And it's like something out of The Wizard of Oz. If the 10 News had a private subway, I could get a few moments of peace and quiet on my commute home.
1: Yeah, and I could sit right next to you and tell you about all the fun things I thought about when I was eating lunch.
2: Yeah, I might just stick to my electric car.
1: Oh, that's cool. I'll take a ride home if you're offering.
2: I'll get back to you on that. But I think it's time to wrap up the show. But before we do, here's a quick note for the grown-ups.
1: Thanks for listening to The 10 News. Our show is now weekly and drops every Wednesday. But if you want some bonus content, you can join The Tenors Club on our website or on Apple Podcasts. Club members get special bonus content and more.
2: The 10 News is a co-production of Small But Mighty Media and Next Chapter Podcasts.
1: The 10 News creative team is reviewing their voting plans and includes Tracy Crooks, Pete Musto, and Tessa Flannery. Big thanks to Shaniqua McClendon for contributing.
2: Our production director is Jeremiah Tittle, and our executive producers are Donald Albright and show creator Tracy Leeds Kaplan.
1: I'm Ryan Willard, the person that Pamela wants to carpool with.
2: And I'm Pamela Kirkland, who prefers to drive solo. Thanks for listening to the 10 News. Now go out and vote.